Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, the one that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you to understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O Devotion. I'm recording this show from Homer Bay, Kenya. How cool is that? Five other ladies from Canada and I are here speaking at a women's conference alongside other amazing women from Kenya and Tanzania. I was asked to speak on healthy relationships for Christian women and thought this isn't just something that women in Kenya need. So I'm sharing parts of my message with you today on the show. If you happen to hear any roosters crowing in the background, you can understand why today's recording might not be my normal radio quality, but I believe it will be powerful in message. Take time to download one of the Soul H2O journal pages while listening to the first music pick song. Write down the scriptures I mentioned during the show, which there's a lot today. And look up the verses later. Record what God speaks to you and let me know by sending an email telling the impact to your heart. Journal pages can be found on the show notes at soulh2o.com forward slash 140 with scripture graphics and anything else mentioned in the show. After the first music pick song, we'll dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion. But for now, listen to Blanca and Jacqueline Carr singing New Day. I woke up dancing on. Psalm 133 verses 1 and 3 say how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity for there the Lord bestows his blessing even life forevermore. I believe God cares so much about you getting along with that sister next to you in the pew, chair, or office cubicle that he encouraged John to write in the New Testament encouragement for believers to walk in love and unity. John 13, 34 to 35 says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In 2 John 1, 1 to 5, John writes his second to last epistle to one of his female friends and says, To the lady chosen by God and to her children whom I love in the truth. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new commandment, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we would love one another. But if God called us to live in love and unity, then why is it so difficult to live this out? How can we learn what a healthy relationship between Christian women looks like? I think it would help if we looked at the lives of women in the Bible and learned from their examples, both good and bad. Sadly, the first female relationship we're told of in Scripture is an unhealthy one. Sarah and Hagar's story is found in Genesis 16. Sarah was broken after years of not seeing God's promise come to pass to have a child. Instead of trusting God, she connived a plan to try and make God's plan happen by getting her husband to have a baby with her servant Hagar. A practice we can't imagine today, but was common in their day. When Hagar had the child, 
Sarah resented her. Their unhealthy relationship got so bad that Hagar ran away because Sarah's mistreatment was so cruel. Encouraged by God to go back, Hagar endured another 13 years of strife until Sarah gave birth to her own son, Isaac. At this point, Sarah forced her husband to make Hagar leave, almost causing the death of Hagar and her son, Ishmael, if it wasn't for the provision and protection of God on their lives. You can see sibling rivalry between sisters that reveals a root of jealousy in the lives of Rachel and Leah in Genesis 30. In Genesis 30, verse 1, it tells us that when Rachel saw that she had bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister, who was also married to her husband. Jealously, Rachel said to her husband Jacob, Give me a child or I'm going to die which made him angry. And he said, am I in the place of God? Can I make your womb fruitful? In Rachel's jealous rage, she devised a plan to have her husband Jacob bear a child with one of her servants. When a baby was born, Rachel said, with mighty wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister and have prevailed. Rachel's competitive, envious heart was revealed with her words. When her sister Leah realized she wasn't having any more kids, she had Jacob have a child in her name with her servant. And with the birth of yet another son, Leah carried on this jealous spirit and said, good fortune has come. Two sisters pitted against each other by their father, competing out of jealousy. But the root of envy isn't just found in the Old Testament. We see it in the New Testament, too, when you look at the story of Mary and Martha. They were so jealous of one another in Luke 10, 38-42. Martha complains about how Mary isn't helping her in the kitchen and seems lazy just sitting around listening to Jesus teach. Mary was doing something women in their culture weren't allowed to do. Sitting under a rabbi as a disciple and learning... I'm sure Martha thought Mary was breaking the rules. Jealousy and envy stirs up competition and competition kills community and breaks the unity of sisters in Christ. So you don't think that all the relationships in the Bible between women weren't good. I want to talk about one of the healthiest relationships between women in the Bible through the connection between Ruth and Naomi. Ruth was a Moabitess who married a Jewish guy that passed away. She and her mother-in-law were widows when Ruth decided to move back to Israel with Naomi. She said, where you go, I will go and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. When Naomi was in a deep depression. Ruth followed her instructions and gleaned food for them, leading to her marriage and birth of her son, a grandson that Naomi loved. Through their relationship, the women's needs were met physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually. The relationship between Hannah and Penina, found in 1 Samuel 1, is yet another unhealthy one. Scripture records how Achanah had two wives. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Elkanah felt bad for Hannah and gave her extra portions of food, but this made Penina jealous. And it says her rival, Penina, provoked her in order to irritate her. 
This went on for years and got so bad that Hannah became depressed. She wouldn't eat and cried all the time. Even though her husband Elkanah loved her and asked, Why is your heart sad? Am I not more to you than ten sons? No matter what he said, the taunting from Penina had wounded her soul and left her spirit crushed. A message I often share when speaking at churches during the Christmas season called Women of the Christmas Story talked about the relationship between Elizabeth and Mary, and that's found in the book of Luke. I also talk about them in episodes 48 to 50, when Mary came to Elizabeth's home pregnant with the Messiah. Elizabeth wasn't even jealous, but was excited for Mary. In Luke 9, verses 40 to 45, it says, When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leaped. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out exuberantly, You're so blessed among women, and the babe in your womb also blessed. And why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believed what God said, believed every word would come true. Elizabeth spoke life, destiny, and the purposes of God over Mary. We need to be women united just like them. I will trust in you and know that you are with me Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at Joy Radio? Well, the wait is over. I'm Holly Taylor of Good Company. And I'm James Curtis of The Drive. Subscribe to our Joy newsletter, Living Joyfully. And on the second Tuesday of each month, you'll gain exclusive access to powerful testimonials from fellow listeners, inspiring news, opportunities to serve, and much more. Staying connected to Joy Radio has never been easier. Subscribe at joyradio.ca and become a joyful insider. Joy Radio, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back from the break to take a look at the lives of more women in the Bible and learn from their examples, both good and bad. In episode 56, Gal Pals with Kathleen Hardaway, I talk about the female disciples of Jesus. Luke 8, 1-3 tells us how Jesus had a girl gang of sorts, a group of female disciples who banded together to fund his ministry. Their relationship was so healthy and it produced kingdom purposes. Philippians 4, 1-3 records the story of two famously ununited girls in the Bible, Judea and Suntiki. In Philippians 4, 2-3, Paul said, I appeal to Judea and Suntiki. Please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. And I ask you, my true partner, to help these two women, for they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are written in the book of life. The roles these two women held in kingdom work alongside Paul was seen as so valuable by Paul that he took the time to address their personal problems in Scripture. I mean, of all the things that didn't make it into our canon of scripture, these two women getting along was that important. Interestingly, my true partner literally translates as my loyal soothes goose. 
Scholars now understand this word was actually the name of a woman. Her name is so difficult to pronounce, let's just call her Susie. Susie was called to help Yudia and Suntuki work out their problems and get into unity. Women getting along is Bible-worthy. And then there's the woman at the well. The townswoman treated the Samaritan woman so poorly that she was found drawing water in the heat of the day just to stay away from their criticism and condemnation for the lifestyle she lived and bad choices she made. But changed by Jesus, she ran and told them all about him and relationship was restored. Looking at these women, here are some of the things I see that we can do if we're going to have healthy relationships with other Christian women. We'll help meet each other's practical needs like Ruth and Naomi. We'll cheer each other on like Elizabeth did for Mary and we won't compare or compete like Rachel and Leah, Hannah and Penina or Mary and Martha did. Remember, comparison kills community compliment. Don't compete. Grab a pair of pom-poms and cheer your sister on. We're happy for each other's achievements and don't allow jealousy to creep in like Rachel, Hannah, or Panina did. We're kind to each other like Ruth and don't taunt or flaunt our success like Panina. We'll promote each other for their best like Naomi and Elizabeth did and don't use each other to make our lives easier to get ahead like Sarah or Rachel did to their servants. We build each other up like Elizabeth did for Mary and don't tear each other down like Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. We'll have each other's back like Ruth did for Naomi and we won't gossip or talk behind each other's back like Martha did when she badmouthed Mary to Jesus. Ecclesiastes 4 verses 10 to 12 says, Pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands, you, your friend and God, is not quickly broken. You're going to have each other's back. We're patient with one another and we'll work things out. We don't let ourselves stay angry with each other like Yudia and Suntuki. Ecclesiastes 7, 8-9 says, The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. Romans 12 verses 19 to 21 says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed her. If she's thirsty, give her something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on their head. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Seek to live at peace with each other and don't get back at each other. Work out your differences and when you can't, agree to disagree, but still honor each other. We help each other's get along when they can't, just like our friend Susie Sudskus. We invite others into our community and make them feel welcome like the woman at the well did, because unity is our goal. Like the Godhead, 
Father, Son, and Spirit working in unity with each other's needs to be our goal. We work together for the cause of Christ, like Jesus' female disciples' gal pal gang, who banded together to provide for the financial needs of Jesus' ministry. We live in unity, like Ruth and Naomi, Elizabeth and Mary, and Jesus' female discipleship group. Living in unity as Christian sisters is the greatest character trait of Christ we can show to the world. In John 10 30, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. And in John 14 31, Jesus said, I will do what the Father requires of me so that the world will know that I love the Father. Nothing destroys our Christian witness for Christ more than when Christians fight or badmouth each other. Jesus said in John 13, 35, by this, everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. Unity is countercultural, and it goes against our human nature that wants what's best for us and not what's best for others. But if our aim is to be like Jesus, then unity must be our goal. Healthy relationships between Christian women are safe healing, loving, and some of the most God-honoring places to be. It's true that living in relationship with other Christian women can be tricky at times, but to show the world the love of Christ, we need to live as women united. First Peter 4 verses 8 to 10 says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Take a look at the relationships in your life. Are you living in unity with the people around you or full of disunity and strife? I'm challenging you. If you're living in unity, feel good and keep doing what you're doing. But if you're not living in unity, ask God for a creative way to build connection with those around you. Maybe you need to go out for coffee, breakfast, or make a big dinner and invite others over. If you have friends not getting along, could you be a Susie and help be the unity connector that brings them together? Do whatever God nudges you to do so you can experience the blessing that unity creates. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 140, Women United. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics and links to anything mentioned in the show at soulh2o.com slash 140. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Come back next week for Getting All Up Close and Personal with Susan Wells, week one of four in our Month of the Mother series. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. 
Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.